Welcome to the Amplify Clearwater Show, powered by 13th Avenue Media. We are very excited to take you on a journey to learn more about the incredible businesses, nonprofits, and community leaders that are here in Clearwater and Clearwater Beach. If you feel so inclined, please share this with somebody who might also enjoy it, subscribe, and write a review. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Sharon Feckety. I'm the founder of 13th Avenue Media. And along with me, as always, the lovely president of Amplify Clearwater, Amanda Payne. Say hello, Amanda. Hello, everyone. Well, we have a very special episode for you all today. We are talking to Jay Caputo and Ralph Campbell, both master coaches. And that means that they have logged over 5,000 hours. So they're, is it 5,000, Jay? Yeah, minimum of 5,000. Yes, minimum. that's right. We're minimum. both closer to 10, actually. Well, there you see, he's a triple <laughs> yes. master, <laughs> which we're excited about. Um, we're going to talk today about Leadership Amplified, which is an initiative of Amplify Clearwater um, that has some really great courses. I'm, uh, uh, I definitely am going to just pick out my favorite so far, The Art of Negotiation, but we won't get to all of them now. I want you guys to go ahead and introduce yourselves and uh, let us know a little bit about this wonderful program. Okay, Ralph, you wanna go first? Jump in. Yeah, yes, good afternoon, Sharon and Amanda. My name is Ralph Campbell and I'm one of the lead facilitators with Cocelerate. And we are really excited to really to be here today. Just a little brief story of how this came to be. In March 15th, around March 15th, 2020, our lives got disrupted as most of the world. And Cocelerate was actually born out of this disruption of the pandemic. We realized there was a void for leadership development, online learning in the, in the leadership space. And this is really how our company came to be. And so I've been training for about 25 years mm. and my specialty, I specialize in mindsets. Oh, I love that. And you, Jay? Well, yeah, I, I also have been in the leadership development space for a little over 25 years. My original background was in sales and in business and social science education, which seemed like they might be different, but they're not necessarily different. And um, we have done a lot of our work over the years, both Roth and I, in person. So as he says, you know, last year when the pandemic hit, we had to make a major adjustment. I mean, I, I, there was a lot of work that I had scheduled last year that just got abruptly canceled for obvious reasons. And so we decided, you know, we can do a lot of what we do uh, in the virtual world, but we want to do it well. We also both uh, for the past, I'd say seven, eight years have been working a lot with these community-based leadership organizations like Amplify Clearwater and a bunch of other ones here in Florida and even other places in the country. And what we've learned is that a lot of these organizations, they, they, they call themselves leadership programs, but they're, they're really more glorified um, uh, kind of field trip programs where they go to different organizations and civic entities within the community and learn about the people who work there and what they do and what, you know, how they do it well. And so it does represent a certain uh, aspect of leadership, but it's not so much on the personal development side of leadership. Mm. And so what we've been doing with our clients in these community-based organizations is really focused on the individuals and who they are 
in their world, in their professions, in their families, in their communities, and you know what it would mean to them individually to develop themselves in leadership. And so that's really our primary background is the personal professional uh, development for individuals, right, in a, in a real uh, um, meaningful and experiential way. Great. I love this. This is, this is right up my alley. So I love, um, I love talking about leadership because I really think that you have to earn that title to be a leader. I don't think that um, because somebody is a manager or an executive that necessarily makes them a leader. So I think that offering these programs for our community, um, for the business owners that are a part of Amplified Clearwater and beyond, because from what I understand, you do not have to be a member um, but wouldn't you be silly not to be, right, Amanda? That's right. Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> You're welcome. So um, I'd really love to know a little bit more about these courses. Um, I, I, of course, it's such a, an important time to be talking about diversity, inclusion, and equality. Um, but I also, I've always been surprised at how little people know about negotiating. So really being able to teach these things to upcoming leaders or leaders that have been maybe thrown into a leadership position that don't necessarily have um, the years of training in advance to, to become a leader. Why don't you um, just go over a little bit of, uh, about the course outline so people can understand what they'll be learning about. That's okay. great. Well, we have our two signature courses really that start our year off and one is the foundations of leadership then the second is success mindset so what's foundation foundations of leadership is pretty broad um, we come from the premise that most individuals live out of a paradigm of leadership of having to do something i want to or i want to have something and then when i have something whether it's a relationship a job a promotion money etc cetera, etc cetera, then I'll do the things I'm committed to doing, and then I'll be happy, fulfilled, loving, right, available for friends and family. And we call that the have do be model. And the model, and we believe that's a, we believe that's um, that's dangerous because those individuals become become victims of the job, victim of money, victim of circumstances, because it's it's outside of them. They're always trying to have more. And we know, right, having more doesn't produce more happiness, right? The, the science is overwhelming. And then we also have this paradigm where people live out of what we call the do have be model, where if I do more, right, we call those folks the workaholics, right, Sharon? I mean, I could relate in my 20s, work, yeah. work, work, right? Social conditions conditioning. You work really, really hard. And then you'll have these things you've always wanted. And then you'll be happy. Then you'll be fulfilled. But guess what? Those individuals become addicted to whatever the addiction is mm -hmm. because they're just doing, doing, doing. And that category, they would say 75 to 80% of Americans really could raise their hand in workshops and say, well, I identify that I've lived there at some point in my career. And then there's this new paradigm, which we call at Cocelerate the be, do, have model. And th these individuals don't start off with wanting to have something or do something. They start off with asking the question, who would I need to be to have access to those type of results? And then what would I be doing to have this life I've always wanted to live? And so what Jay and I spend a lot of time on is exploring with people the B quadrant. Mm. And B is, you know, mindsets be it's um, these thoughts emotions feelings right who would I need to be 
right? And then the actions always, as we know, the actions always fall out of who human beings are being. But we've got it backwards oftentimes. And so you see people, we talk about the hamster or the tray, you know, going in the circle, in the circle, in the circle. And we believe that that's one of our foundational paradigms. And if we can get people to shift their way of thinking, they're going to start producing different results in their professional and personal relationships. And so that's one of the core distinctions of foundations of leadership. Jay? Yeah, something else we also emphasize and put a lot of time on with the first course, the foundations course, is the idea that the best relationships, including uh, a relationship between a quote unquote leader, right? And someone else that's being that's following or being led in some capacity, that those relationships work best when there are elements of true partnership. And so this kind of speaks to what you said a few minutes ago, Sharon, that leadership is really not a function of title, right? Or position or status. It's really more of your, your capacity to relate to people in effective and functional and flexible and adaptable ways to really know who people are, to communicate well with them, to have empathy, right? To understand where they're coming from and, uh, and deal with conflict because conflict is inherent in any relationship, especially where you're up to something, you have a, a big goal, you're up to something big, it's, you know, together or individually. So we, uh, you know, I designed a model way back when I was in graduate school for conflict resolution called the 4D relationship model. And we, we, we uh, introduced this idea and we begin to use this as a foundation for working with individuals to identify specifically in their most important relationships, personally and professionally, where they're effective and where they have some gaps. And so it becomes very individualized, very sort of um, specific to their, you know, their needs, their life experiences, their strengths, their challenges, their styles. We're, well we're all different in a lot of different ways and we account for that. And with that, be that accounting begins in our foundational course. That's great. So um, Amanda, you have um, made a great decision with your team to um, have this initiative of Amplified Clear within, with Amplified Clearwater Foundation, correct? To, correct. To, yes. to everybody. So yes. what, what, what led you to do this? I mean, one of the things that I like most about Amplified Clearwater is that it's not just um, a membership for people to you know, network, and we're doing a lot of virtual networking lately, um, a lot of virtual ribbon cuttings and such, but it's really a, a place for people to learn and to grow um, and how uh, you as the president of Amplify Clearwater can give people an opportunity to um, bring in other wonderful groups such as uh, these two gentlemen. And I was gonna say below, but you wouldn't see that in this um, interview. Um, so how did, this, how did this come about? Well, I have to give Christina Allspa kudos for finding Cocellarite and Ralph and Jay. Um, she was plugged in with some other leadership organizations from a nationwide perspective. And, you know, when we look, when, when Amplify Clearwater was born, we looked around and, and said, you know, where are the spaces that we don't currently participate in? Where, what are our members' needs? Mm -hmm. um, and how can we make those two things align and work for the organization? And one thing I've heard a lot from our members is just finding talent across the board you know, from our tourism industry, not being able to have the bodies they need in their industry through spring break season to, you know, our large organization saying, I, you know, personal development and finding talent that I can elevate um, is challenging in my organization, right? People with simple things from white skills to, to personal development and, and learning and understanding 
um, how to work in today's environment. And, and that goes back to one of my biggest passions, which is, is K-12 education, right? And, and how, you know, that directly correlates with the type of individual we become as an adult and where we could make some changes in that realm um, to really produce a different type of output um, for our employers. But that's a different conversation for another day. Uh, right now, you know, we, when we found Jay and, and Ralph, we were so excited um, and said, you know, this is really what we want. Uh, to, Jay mentioned earlier, there are organizations surrounding us that operate really in that civic realm. That is, you know, this is this is your county commission, this is your city council, this is how it functions, this is how an ordinance gets passed, this is how the public has input into those ordinances, this is how your government works, um, and then really has that, and that is important, that is an important piece of being a part of a community, knowing your decision makers, knowing the processes within government, and how those ordinances affect both you as the individual, property owners, businesses, employers, that type of thing, that's an important piece of understanding your community. But what we saw a need for was really that opportunity to develop professionally. Um, those next to see sweeters, you know, those, those companies that said, you know, this is a really talented individual. I don't have the resources to develop their talent, or I may only have one or two people that I'd like to develop their talent. So investing, looking for places to um, put those folks where they can invest um, of their time and, and of the company's resources to really develop their talent, recognizing a leader and, and really um, refining their skills. And so that's really what we wanted ampli Leadership Amplified to be, that opportunity um, for real leadership development, as Jay and Ralph both mentioned, that personal and professional refinement um, of an individual. Um, and so I think it's so exciting to really, because you're reframing a leadership conversation or, or a destination, right? To, to Ralph's point, we feel like leadership is a destination. It's a place that you get to. Um, and it's based, it's because you've put these blocks together in your career and climbed them. Um, that's not what leadership is. You can be a leader and not be, necessarily be at the top of those blocks. So I think it's wonderful. Um, and I'm really, really excited about this program and the opportunity to do it with Cocelerate. Yay, me too. So Jay, who would be a great candidate for this, um, this course, for this group, this um, wonderful, it's like a, an amazing um, opportunity, I would think, for people that are not just currently executives, but people that are looking to maybe branch out into a different business. Everybody's had so many changes um, today with pivoting their business, like you talked about with your own business. Um, some people have been let go. I mean, who does this course really speak to? Yeah, well, this type of work is relevant to people across industries. Doesn't really matter how long you've been doing what you're, what you're doing, what your title is, how many years of experience you might have within your field. As long as you recognize that learning and growth is a lifelong pursuit and that there's always something new to discover, there's always something new to work on or break through, or just hone as a skill, um, and you're open to feedback. You're open to uh, new ideas. You're open to input. You're you're open. To, you're, you're willing to do some work. So it's you know a lot of the work we're doing is not very theoretical. Whenever we offer you know, like theor a theoretical perspective or a model, we're always bridging the gap between that idea and what does it mean in practical terms. So that so so the implication here is that in between the courses. People are out there in the world putting into real life situations, whatever they've learned in the courses. So someone who's willing to do that, someone who's really willing to try some new things, take some risk and enjoy the process of discovery and learning in the real world, in their relationships, personally, as well as professionally. 
I love it. I really love it. And, you know, today more than ever, I think that especially when it comes to looking at somebody's board in a corporation, we really need to have that diversity and inclusion. And if you haven't sat down with your organization and, and had these conversations, this is a great opportunity to learn from two masters. I mean, who doesn't want to learn from two masters? Ralph, can you um, give us some insight, uh, just a little bit about that course in particular? Because that really speaks to me. I have been um, on boards myself and, and had some difficult conversations over the last few months um, about making sure that we are are being transparent and we are being we are we are starting conversations that are not always easy to start. And I I would assume it during um, Leadership Amplified, you will, you will get an understanding of, of how to navigate through those conversations. Thank, thank you for sharing that, Sharon. This has been a, a trying year for many, many people. Jane and I looked at diversity, equity, inclusion, and we asked ourselves the question, what if we can reimagine it? What would it look like? What would be the components? Um, what would be the environment we would need to create for people to actually explore some of their underlying assumptions, these unconscious biases or blind spots. And so we just led a, a half day, uh, we call it diversity, equity, inclusion, reimagined last week for four hours to another leadership program, really rolling out this platform. And we explored three main items. One, you know, really what is diversity? So we really dig into diversity from like, where did it come from? So we need, we need to go back back in the 1800s, right? People just think of DNI, diversity, equity, inclusion. No, stop. <laughs> something causes something causes something, right? And so you don't you don't know geometry until you learn, you learn algebra. But yet we're teaching these tough social constructs, but we don't give them proper historical context. If that makes sense. And so yeah. we want people really to learn how we got to where we got to. And then we notice that we don't always have a shared language when we talk about racial equity, diversity, inclusion, right? But when you go to med school, there are certain terms that everyone speaks the same language. When you're in neuroscience, you speak the, the same language. When you're an engineer, when you're in Silicon Valley. But what we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, I say racism, I mean, I give you a definition. Sharon gives me another definition. And Amanda has another definition. Who's right? Sharon, I don't know. Because we don't have a, doc, a, a doctrine that says these are the operational definitions. So Jay and I said, you know what? Let's come up with a shared language. Because we know as individuals, when we don't have a shared language, you and I immediately get into some type of internal conflict. Because we don't, we're not even starting at first base. And so the third thing that we explore, what is this thing we call unconscious biases, right? We get people in a room and we go, we're gonna teach you unconscious, stop, <laughs> stop, thank you. But can you, we took the angle, let's explore what's happening in the 86 billion neurons in our brain, Sharon and mm -hmm. Amanda. Let's explore how unconscious biases are actually constructed by what we call the predictive brain. And if we can teach you that it's not personal, that's, that this, this is biological. There's a reason that you and I have these biases, these prejudices, and you're, and you're not a bad human being, right? This is a survival mechanism to make meaning of the world that we live in. We can tackle diversity, equity, inclusion from a, from a more open lens versus oftentimes we tackle it from a defensive end. 
right? Trying to fit, fit it into something versus there's nothing to fit into once you come at it from a deeper understanding of how it's constructed. And so we got really positive feedback from the participants, a lot more engagement. And I've done like you, Sharon, I've been in all of them, right? I've done this one and that one. And hey, th I've always learned something, but something was always missing for me. And I, I believe it was, we didn't peel the onion back a little bit further to have people really understand what is, what's a bias and how is it constructed? And if, and put your personal stuff aside and just understand how it's constructed, then you can look at it from a more objective lens going, what's my bias? It's nice. not personal. Wow. Now I can explore it without being defensive and feel like I'm on the hot seat because we all have them. I have them right now as I'm speaking to you, right? I have a bias for leadership. Yay. <laughs> but someone could have a bias for difference. So bias inherently is neither positive or negative. So of course yeah. I'm passionate about it, Sharon. I didn't want to keep going. No, I see that. No, I love it. And you know, um, I've, I've certainly learned um, throughout the course of being an entrepreneur and, and being somebody who has the opportunity to lead that um, listening is not just waiting for your opportunity to speak. And I think that we all need to do a lot more listening and understanding of others. That so. is actually, that is a key idea in one of our courses. One of our core four courses is mastering the art of listening. Yes. So thank it you for saying that. <laughs> yes. It's an art, that is for sure. Um, well, I'm really excited about this. I have to say, you know, Amanda and I, two women leaders here, where is the woman? Is there a woman? Well, <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. We, <clears throat> yeah, we do work with a diverse group ourselves. We have uh, other facilitators, women, included that uh, are part of what we do. So it depends on the course that we're delivering as to who we're bringing in to support the delivery of it. Uh, but the other thing that's really relevant here is that Ralph and I both given our length of time in this industry have literally worked with thousands of people from every continent on the planet with the exception of Antarctica. And you know, people from all backgrounds, all walks of life, all political re beliefs, religious beliefs, uh, uh, um, levels of education, right? Um, just cultural influences, you know, generational differences. So we, we have through just the experience of working with a variety of people as students and clients in our, you know, whether it's a training or coaching situation or consulting. So we've learned, you know, from our clients, we've learned a lot about what does it really mean to work with, uh, with diversity and utilize the benefits of diversity and inclusion and uh, finding opportunities for equity as well. So that, that, that's infused into not just that particular course, but all of our courses. And okay. if you would like to meet any of our, our you know, female facilitators, we're happy to set that up. All right, <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, we are so excited that you are bringing this to us. Um, everybody, I really encourage you to check out Leadership Amplified. Um, Amanda, I'm so grateful that you and your team have brought this to our community because we certainly need to have more conversations surrounding what a true leader looks like today in 2021. So thank you all for being here. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. Yay. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks. For, thanks, everyone. It was good to see you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we'd love for you to share it with somebody else who might be interested in learning more about Clearwater and Clearwater Beach. To learn more about sponsorship, please reach out to Jennifer Burrow. Her email address is jenny, J-E-N-I, 
at AmplifyClearWater.com. Thank you. Thank you.